Happy Hump Day. Welcome back to Looking Backwards, Looking Forwards. I'm C. Thomas, and I'm here with Austerity Jones. Happy Wednesday, C. Thomas. I hope this will be better than your Monday. <laughs> and <laughs> well, Saturday was pretty sad, too. I was watching the Army-Navy game, and Navy lost in yeah. overtime. It was no good. So. Oh, okay. Fumbled okay. at the one. Yeah, so let's hope Wednesday's hope- good. Yes. What did you think of Saudi Arabia and China sealing 35 different deals and apparently they worth $30 billion during uh, Xi Jinping visiting Saudi Arabia? Yeah, we talked about that a month ago or so, mm-hmm. right? About how he was going to visit um, now that he has the lifetime appointment. And that's, it seems... Uh, very productive, let's just say. And we contrast that to President Biden going over there a few months ago, fist bumping the guy, basically getting cold shoulder. I think we've talked about it a little bit where the Saudi Arabia sells oil. We used to be the largest importer of oil back in the 70s, and now we're not. China is. And I think Saudi Arabia is, you know, this is their new vision, and they are trying to expand their branches and maybe position themselves a little differently on the chessboard without breaking the old ties yet. But I think, you know, they are opening up and, you know, looks like they're willing to do more and more deals with China in a, a wide variety of things. And I think China is building a solid relationship just like we talked about them doing in you know Argentina and other places around the globe right now. Correct. Right. Uh, and meanwhile in in the US uh, we have seen a prisoner exchange with Russia. Oh boy. Now 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 the US has Brittany Geiner back. Brittany Griner went over there and was imprisoned um, over a little bit of marijuana vapor in her vape pen or whatever it was. And yes, Mm -hmm. they probably made a, you know, mountain out of a molehill, but she also broke the law over there. And I know we don't take our breaking of the law seriously in the U S anymore. Anybody can smoke weed. They can freaking do drugs. They can freaking shoplift across the border we don't have law in this country that really matters anymore you know um, what we have is social media and social justice but so she broke the law in russia where it turns out they do take it pretty seriously and we decided to exchange her when we were trying to get a marine back as well um, we mm-hmm. exchanged her for the merchant of death an arms dealer who was trying to ship guns that would have killed Americans and we weren't willing to exchange him. And so somehow I'm guessing just to meet the politically correct crowd and gather votes, we gave up the merchant of death for a basketball player. So the fact that we did this is a head scratcher and there's a lot of people upset because we said we want the Marine back, the one that you know actually had to go and serve his country and risk his life, not someone that went over there and decided to smoke a little weed and make a lot of money. So it was just a clueless decision by an ice cream eating clueless leader. And we're not surprised. I- I'm not surprised. I think he did it for political reasons. Um, you know, I'm glad to have an American back. That's definitely true. Um, But we could have played hardball and got the Marine back too. And they kept saying, nope, that won't happen. Well, great. Keep the merchant of death here. 
I, I'm very disappointed. Okay. Thank you, Thomas. And um, some are disappointed with the UK because they decided to uh, give a green light to a coal mine. Yeah, look at that. Oh, <laughs> don't call it a coal comeback. Coal's been here for years. <laughs> How about that? We talked about Germany doing this. And oh, look at Europe and their their green agenda. And now they're having to fire up coal plants and look for coal mines again and things like that. And wow, we're not surprised here at the C. Thomas Printer Cooperative. Um, you know, I... It was very cute the way they worded it. it. It will not interfere with their 2050 green obligations because they intend to open this coal mine and they intend to close the coal mine in 2049, just in time to meet the regulations. Well, isn't that nice? So all of these other you know, mining and um, energy companies see this and they say, oh, you're going to close this down by 2050? Great. We will not invest any capital for that reason then. And we will continue to have short supply, high energy prices, and bad economies. Congratulations. You've done it, government. You've managed to screw up the whole system. <laughs> you knew I was going to go there. Come on now. Yes, yes. You left I was, the door open. I jumped right, right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and um, apparently, we have uh, a new team. UK, Italy, and Japan. And they teamed up for building a new fighter jet. Yes, they did. What an interesting partnership, right? And I think, <laughs> I think it's very interesting to see how Poland is, is reaching out and they're thinking about buying um, new weapons. Uh, Germany is mm -hmm. talking about this. And now Japan is talking about um, purchasing new weapons and reinvesting in weapon technology. This is a very interesting way this world is turned here all of a sudden, right? Everybody's trying to protect themselves a little bit, trying to buy themselves some technology that's not the United States, right? They're trying to, you know, maybe mm -hmm. go about this a little lo alone because if they don't agree with everything the United States does, what are we going to do? Take away their fighter jets? So, you know, <laughs> this is, um, it's very interesting to see this um, and it's not surprising. Right when things get desperate, Correct. when people get desperate, war usually settles the fight. And um, I think maybe some of these people are starting to prepare for that. That sounds scary, but maybe you're right. Unfortunately, I, I don't see it soon. But I wouldn't have thought mm -hmm. some of this would have happened soon, right? I I, mm -hmm. I think it's more down the road. Um, you know, I I just think that what we're seeing in Ukraine is. The modern technology is just so brutal in war, right? If you really want to unleash the technology, like human bodies and human flesh just don't stand a chance, right? So it's very, very difficult to fight these wars. And I think you're more apt to see a financial war, economic war than an actual kinetic war on a grand scale, thankfully. Correct. Speaking of economic war uh, difficulties, um, I found it very interesting. It appears that the UK is now uh, considering relaxing the measures they put back in 2008. We had in America called Glass-Steagall, right, which was separation mm -hmm. basically of activities 
in banking um, between investment banks and commercial banking activities. Mm -hmm. This is similar to what they're doing and what they're discussing about relaxing over in the UK. Um, And part of it is to become competitive, right? So the UK now is on their own in Brexit. Um, I think there's a real concern that London, which was the world's financial hub for you know 200 years, has lost some of its luster to Hong Kong, Singapore, New York, mm-hmm. you know. And now with them not being in the in the EU, I think they're worried about some of those um, activities maybe moving to Frankfurt, you know, maybe Brussels, Paris, Paris mm-hmm. things like that, right? And so I think they are trying to be more competitive and open up activities that can uh, allow them to be you know, shocking, less regulation, mm-hmm. more competitive, you know, better for business. Now, that better for business does come with consequences if this is abused. This is why Glass-Steagall was put in the, in the first place in the U.S. in 1933 after the, the crash of 1929, right? These banks, we took this away in the 90s, if I remember correctly, under Clinton. And now guess what happened in 2007? Right, you had an intermingling of risk and commercial, and affecting, you know, com- uh, not the deposits. The deposits are backed by the FDIC, but basically putting the bank at risk, which is where a whole bunch of people's money was at, which is backed by the government. So therefore, you're putting the people's money at risk in a roundabout sort of way. And so when you start doing that and intermingling those activities again, boy. Last I checked, we had a really bad financial scare about you know what, 15 years ago. And one person went to jail. All the rest of them <laughs> walked across the street, got a new job, got a new bonus if they got let go at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of the big wigs, they got bigger and they got richer. And so there was no penalty for them for doing, shall we say, you know, unsound activities. And there were certainly mm-hmm. no consequences. So for Britain to do this is very interesting. They just had a real problem in the bond market. What yes, 90 goodness. days ago? And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden we're opening up the banking and you know gonna add up a little bit more risk and everything. They're playing with fire. They gotta be careful. Correct. And finally, as usual, uh, on our items, uh, we have Fed this week. Yes, uh, the December decision, and the market is expecting 50 basis points increase in the interest rate. Chairman Powell is about as predictable as can be. He said, we might be softening our rate of increase, but we're still going to increase. So everyone Mm -hmm. assumed that to be 50 basis points. I think it's almost a certain lock that it's 50 basis points. Mm -hmm. Um, But while that has pretty much been figured in, we do get Mm. the dot plots, which are their projections for next year. And I've heard very, very few people talking about this, and maybe I'm missing these conversations somewhere. But most of the people and most of the projections are not pricing in nearly as much interest rate hike as I think that the Fed might display. I think they've got about a quarter, so this will raise us to about four and a half. I think they're kind of projecting a quarter, maybe a half, and I think we could see a very, very obvious surprise to the upside because Powell has been saying we're going to slow the rate. We are not done raising. We have not gotten to a terminal rate. When we get to that terminal rate, we're going to stay there for a long time, which means if we go up another 50 and then another 25, we're going to be at like five and a quarter, 550. 
that and then if he's saying hold it by the end of 2023 that would put us almost a full percentage point above the projections i do not think that will be well received if it comes out that direction so some of them in the in the uh the fed we're hearing whispers that they're dissenting and they're not doing it publicly yet but if they are that could lower that but i think there's some out there like jim bullard um, and, um, I know that, you know, a lot of people think that Jerome Powell is the most hawkish one. I think mm-hmm. he might be even, you know, a little bit closer to the six number than the five number. And if mm-hmm. any of that gets out there on wide scale, I think it'll be very tough for the stock market. Very exciting. Very exciting. See Thomas. Uh, thank you very much. And I would like to thank, uh, to our audience as you, as usual, If they would like to access the news we have read this week, they can head over to our blog, cthomasprinter.com. Talk to you next week, C. Thomas. Thank you, Austerity. Until next week, keep your penalty kicks on the net.